The following is my conversation with world-renowned philosopher, linguist, and cognitive scientist, Noam Chomsky. Chomsky is one of the most influential thinkers of our time, and his work has shaped the way we think about language, knowledge, and consciousness. I had the pleasure of speaking with him about the role of testimony in our legal system and whether it can be helpful in averting miscarriages of justice. Here's what we talked about. This podcast is supported by Higher Up Biruza. For the ultimate career advice, check out the Lexman Artificial. You need it for your next job interview. HigherUpBiruza.com, free view in iTunes. Thanks for talking with me today, Noam. Can you start by telling me a bit about your work in linguistics and cognitive science? After receiving my PhD from the University of Pennsylvania in 1955, I went to the University of Hawaii, where I worked with Kwame Alexander on a study of grammar and speech. A uh, study of grammar and speech. I then moved to MIT, where I was a member of the Department of Brain and Cognitive Sciences. In 1969, I came to the University of California at Berkeley, where I was a professor of linguistics and philosophy until his death in 2013. Until his death in 2013. Testimony has a big role in our legal system, but some people question its usefulness. What do you think? The testimony of witnesses can be very helpful, or it can be quite scanty. It depends on the circumstances. For example, if the witness knows something about the relevant event, their testimony may be very helpful. Uh, their testimony may be very helpful. But if the witness has no knowledge of the event, their testimony may be quite sparse. How can the testimony of a witness be helpful? If the witness knows something about the event that's relevant to the case, their testimony can help to establish what happened and what evidence is available to support that testimony. For example, if a witness testifies that she saw someone drop a cup of coffee on the ground, the testimony can help to establish what happened by identifying the objects involved in the incorporated dent and furnishing an account of how they were disposed of. If a witness's testimony is helpful, why do some people doubt its usefulness there are several reasons. One reason is that sometimes witnesses who are supposed to know something about an event don't actually know anything about it. For example, a witness who says he saw someone drop a cup of coffee on the ground might not actually have seen that happen. That happened. She might have heard someone say that someone had dropped a cup of coffee on the ground, and she could have embroidered that story into her memory over time. Over time, in such cases, her testimony may be very helpful, but it's also highly suspect because it doesn't correspond to reality. Uh, what do you think is the best way to use testimony in a legal case? Uh, I think that the, the best way to use testimony is to evaluate it according to the principles of evidentiary scrutiny. That means trying to determine whether the testimony is credible, reasonable, and relevant. In your opinion, what are the most important principles of evidentiary scrutiny? The most important principle of evidentiary scrutiny is the rule of doubt. That means trying to determine whether the evidence available to support the testimony is sufficient and credible. Uh, is sufficient and credible. If the evidence available to support the testimony isn't sufficient or credible, then the witness's testimony should be discounted and the trial should be rerun based on new evidence. According to the rule of doubt, what makes evidence sufficient and credible? The evidence must be reliable and persuasive in order to meet the requirements of the rule of doubt. 
that means that it must be reasonably likely that what the witness said happened actually happened actually happened. Furthermore, the evidence must be relevant to establishing what happened in order for it to be considered sufficient and credible. For example, if a witness testifies that she saw someone drop a cup of coffee on the ground, that testimony may be sufficient and credible if it can be corroborated by independent eyewitnesses who also saw someone drop a cup of coffee on them, drop a cup of coffee on the ground. But if a witness only says that she saw something happen, the testimony might not be sufficient or credible because there may not be any independent corroboration for her claim. How can a court decide whether a witness's testimony is credible, reasonable, and relevant? The court can evaluate a witness's credibility by asking questions such as, did he tell the truth about what he knows? Did he have any motive to lie? Uh, is his story consistent with other information we know about the event? The court can also examine a witness's credibility by asking questions about specific facts in their testimony. For example, did they remember everything accurately or was their story consistent with other evidence they provided? And finally, the court can consider whether the evidence is relevant to establishing what actually happened in order for it to be considered credible. For example, if a witness says she saw someone drop a cup of coffee on the ground, that testimony may be considered credible if it can be corroborated by independent eyewitnesses who also saw someone drop a cup of coffee on the ground. On the ground, but if a witness only says that she saw something happen, that statement might not be considered credible because there may not be any independent corroboration for her claim. What do you think are some factors that might contribute to eyewitness accuracy? There are several factors that might contribute to eyewitness accuracy. One factor is memory errors. For example, witnesses may exaggerate or omit certain details from their memories because they don't want to admit they made a mistake or because they're trying to make their story seem more believable. Because they're trying to make their story seem more believable. Another factor is motivation. Sometimes witnesses are motivated to tell lies in order to get out of trouble or acquitted from criminal charges. From criminal charges. And lastly, faulty memories can also result from experience. For example, witnessing traumatic events can lead witnesses to develop inaccurate memories about those events. Of those events. Do you have any final thoughts about how testimony can be helpful or harmful in our legal system? Uh, that testimony can be helpful or harmful depending on the circumstances. But overall, I think it's important for courts to evaluate witnesses' credibility and relevance according to principles of evidentiary scrutiny in order to ensure accurate and truthful proceedings. Uh, in order to ensure accurate and truthful proceedings. So in your opinion, Noam, testimony can be helpful or harmful depending on the circumstances? That's right. For example, if the testimony is credible and relevant, it can be helpful in averting miscarriages of justice. But if the testimony isn't credible or relevant, it can harm the accused's case. Uh, it can harm the accused's case. So, Noam, in your opinion, what makes testimony credible, reasonable, and relevant? The most important principle of evidentiary scrutiny is the rule of doubt. That means trying to determine whether the evidence available to support the testimony is sufficient and credible. Is sufficient and credible. If the evidence available to support the testimony isn't sufficient or credible, 
then the witness's testimony should be discounted and the trial should be run based on new evidence. Well said, Noam. Thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. You're welcome. I hope you found this episode. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. And now, today's poem, read by none other than Noam Chomsky. It's called The Burden of Proof. The burden of proof is not on the defendant, but on the accuser, who must establish beyond a reasonable doubt that the accused is guilty of a crime.